Good evening, everybody. Welcome in to episode 16 of the Scarlet and Gray podcast. I am Tyler Johnson, joined by Jordan Dalton this evening. JD, how are we doing tonight, man? Tired. <laughs> Long day at work. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, I, I can relate to that Tired, one. But but, excited. Victory Monday. Huh? Browns. It is a victory. It is a victory Monday. And... Victory for the Browns, and I guess a victory for Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, but it is a victory for Ohio State. A lot of uh, fun things to discuss tonight. We're going to make some bowl predictions um, using the ESPN Capital One Bowl Mania Challenge that they have available. So it's going to be a fun show tonight. Um, before we get into anything, just to let everybody know, we are doing a subscriber-only giveaway on the Network 216 YouTube channel. So if you're joining us from Facebook, you're joining us from YouTube or Twitter, you're not yet subscribed to the channel, go click that subscribe button. You will get to, once we get to 1,000 subscribers, you get to pick a jersey of your choice, whether you want Ohio State, Browns, Guardians, you name it, we will be giving away a jersey to a lucky subscriber. So go click that subscribe button. It's free, and also drop a like on the video. It helps Network 216 grow as a channel. Before we get into all the latest Ohio State news, because a lot of news came out not just this weekend, but today, we do want to take a second and hear from our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. What's up, everybody? We know that we know that daily fantasy never stops, and Network 216 is proud to be a partner with Underdog Fantasy. Very simple to use. All you have to do is go to underdog, go to underdogfantasy.com and you will just click the sign in button. You'll create an account if you haven't done so already. If you've not created an account, it'll ask you to enter a code. Enter code 216 and they will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy live draft lobbies that you get to compete with you and your friends. It's no salary cap like DraftKings and FanDuel. You get to go to a draft lobby, pick the players you want, or you can do daily pickums, which give you access to all the NFL and NBA games for you to make your picks every single night. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com or use the Underdog Fantasy app on iOS or Android. Use code 216 to double your first deposit up to $100. Sign up today. Katie, a lot of news came out today. Actually, just recently, we do have breaking news that Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud has been named a finalist for the Heisman Trophy this year, along with Caleb Williams, Max Dugan, and Stetson Bennett. The Stetson Bennett one surprised me a lot, but, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so playmaking it's the fact it's the fact that he's as old as Lamar Jackson. That's why they had to name him a finalist. But anyway, CJ Stroud is only one of few players in college football that has been in the top four of Heisman voting for two consecutive seasons. So huge achievement to him. Um wait, so Bryce Young we, is not a finalist. Wow. He is not. Nope. Bryce Young is wow. not a finalist this year. Mind you, he did miss, I believe, two games due to injury. Had an effect. Alabama not being in the title race. That had an effect. But what are C.J. Stroud's chances of winning the Heisman? I, I, I think they're pretty low, especially after the performance against Michigan. I think Probably Caleb Williams is still 20, the favorite. 20%. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. There's a chance. I think Caleb Williams is, I believe, is the favorite. 
but I'll put a caveat to this. I think Max Dugan does have a legit chance to win the Heisman. I don't think I he's think going to. It would not shock me if he did. He has a better chance than Sherman, I think. Ooh, you think so? I think so. It's going to be interesting to see how that he's all unfolds. He, he's done more with less. He has. That's true. I mean, he does have Johnston at wide receiver, who is going to be a first-round pick probably at the position and is an absolute stud. But that's about it. I mean, they don't have a ton of – TCU does not have a ton of weapons. So, yeah, Max Dugan's been fantastic for them. We did have more news today. Um, we'll get to the transfer portal in a minute. But Ohio State wide receiver – the other big news today, Ohio State wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, has declared for the NFL draft. Not a surprise. Uh, we said two months ago on this show that he probably was done for the season. And he said today that he is not going to be medically cleared in time for the playoff Um game against Georgia, so he has talked it over with his family and been advised to just get 100% for the NFL Combine. I think what this says to me, let me know your thoughts. One, that you hamstring injury when he came back against – Huh? What did you say? I said he heard it here first. You did hear it. Hey, we said it. People laughed at us, but, you know, at the end of the day – we were correct on this one. I, I think the hamstring injury is a lot more significant than people think because it can cause – if it's not fully healed and there's risk of injury, there's a chance he can potentially tear an ACL. I mean, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong with that injury so, like that can cause problems down the line. So I, I think it's a smart decision for him. I'm a little surprised, I would say, that, we're, that he's just now declaring because I figured it was going to happen earlier in the year just due to the injury, but it sounded like he did want to come back and play in the playoff game. It just wasn't meant to be from uh sound of things. What were you remember most about Jackson Smith and Jigba's time at Ohio State? The Rose Bowl, baby. The, the greatest performance, performance I've ever seen. Legendary. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the greatest receiving performance I've ever seen in my entire life. He was yeah. on another level, so I think I think that was that was the biggest memory. I think the the biggest thing to take away from Jackson Smith and Jake this time at Ohio State is he led the team in receiving last year with two other first round wide receivers uh, on the roster that got equal playing time. Yep, it's crazy, man. Like and. Those two wide receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, have said that they think Jackson Smith and Jigba is even better than them. I mean, that's just they're the best two rookie wide receivers on our. Yeah. Yep. Not even close. It really is not close in my mind. (laughs) He's just he's Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be an incredible football player. Um, Wish him the best as. He tries. He has. He goes to achieve his NFL dream. I mean, that Rose Bowl, that Rose Bowl performance is something that no Buckeye fan will ever forget. I don't know if you can ever forget a performance like that. We just have never seen anything like like that. I mean, when you have 15 receptions, three touchdowns, 347 yards, it's not close. So congratulations to him. He. 
it's unfortunate we didn't get to see him much this year. I think it, it's just another dimension this offense. If you have him in the lineup, in the lineup, unfortunately we didn't get to see him much. But JSN, we re, we wish you the best. Uh, I will reach out and try and get you on the show, which cross my fingers, very unlikely, but you always have to try. So some other news though from Ohio State, but uh, before we get into the playoff talk. Uh, Trajeda Mitchell, linebacker, has entered the transfer portal. He will be with the Buckeyes until the playoffs concur. Um, and Jalen Johnson, cornerback Jalen Johnson, has entered the transfer portal as well. So Ohio State has lost two people to the transfer portal so far. Nothing really is a big deal in my mind. JD, at some point, once uh, – things wrap up here with bowl season we will break down transfer portal talk there are a lot of players out there right now that are connected to the Buckeyes um one of them's a linebacker from Indiana that used to be a Buckeye commit name to keep an eye on Oklahoma State linebacker just hit just hit the portal good amount of guys are available and I can't wait to see who Ohio State adds because I think the, um one of the top freshman cornerbacks in college football from North Carolina entered the portal today it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. The transfer portal, we could have an entire show just about the transfer portal itself. It, it's basically become NFL free agency. Exactly. That's really what it is with an IL money. That's all it is now. <laughs> I'm I'm really, really intrigued to see uh, what Deion Sanders does with that Pac-12 Colorado team. That's going to be fun, man. He is going to. I, I said this. I think it's going to take him. He'll have them bowl eligible this, like for 2023. I really believe it because they, I mean, they only won one game this past year. Um, so I think bowl eligibility is a legit possibility for them. I think by year two, at the very latest year three, he might be contending for a Pac 12 title. I just think he's a guy who could bring in the talent. And I think he's a really good, I think he's a good coach. I, people talk about, um, he Jack, Jackson State. Oh, it's Jackson State. Jackson State was not really a great program until he got there and completely changed the culture, brought in the players. So, and he's gonna be bringing his son with him for sure to play quarterback. So, I, I think they're in good hands in Colorado. Oh man, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Now, the big news: Ohio State has made the college football playoff. The Buckeyes are going to be the four seed, taking on one seed in Georgia, TCU three, Michigan two. What What are your takeaways from those matchups? We're, we're not going to predict those particular matchups today just because build some suspense. We'll have more episodes. We'll be able to do that when the time comes. What were your takeaways from those selections? Were you really surprised at all? Because I know you said you thought the Buckeyes would be number three and TCU would be four. So were you a little surprised that didn't happen? Uh, I'm not super surprised. Uh, they, they obviously value TCU's season above the Buckeyes with, in terms of how they performed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the the fact they didn't get blown out in their last game of the season probably helped TCU's case a little bit. Um, but the the matchups are interesting. I think. I think that Ohio State Georgia is going to be closer than a lot of people are giving Ohio State credit for right now, and I think Michigan TCU won't be as close, but 
I don't know. TCU's had close games all year, so we'll see when the time comes uh, when those when those games play out how it how it ends up. But I think it's best case scenario for the Buckeyes. It's very similar, very similar to uh, 2014. Very similar to 2014. Different players, obviously. We'll see Ryan Day leading the charge instead of Urban Meyer, which I think is pretty significant. But we'll see what happens there. The spread in one of these games, Michigan and TCU. Again, we're not going to predict these today. It's nine and a half for that game. Does that surprise you at all, given Michigan nearly a 10-point advantage over TCU going into that game? Yeah, I don't know. I, I when think I see a spread that big in a playoff game, man, it just makes me think like, like I just don't see that. I feel like that's just tremendously undervaluing TCU personally. Yeah. So re- realistically, the the playoff this year, I don't think has the top four teams in the country, and I I think it's been a thing in previous years, especially when like Washington made it in and it's, you can really make an argument that, you know, you, you would have Alabama, Michigan, like the spread's not Mm -hmm. nine and a half. It's not. And it's because Alabama's a better team than TCU, but TCU earned it. And so they're in and Alabama didn't put it on the field. So I think, I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, yeah. So I'm not super surprised because I think I think Michigan is I I think it should, Michigan has a really good argument for best team in the country right now. Um, so I'm not not super surprised with that spread. Uh, talk, talking and grubbing media asks us, what would your response be to those who feel that Ohio State didn't deserve to be in the playoffs? My response to that is, we lost one game to the number two team in the country. We beat a top 10 Penn State team on the road. You beat Notre Dame at home, and Notre Dame turned out to turn their season around and really finish pretty strong. Ohio State deserved to be in the playoff, given the fact that the teams in front of them blew their chance. And at that point, when Ohio State dropped to five, you knew going in, if anybody choked, Ohio State was going to be in. That's just the way it was going to be. I think that talent-wise, Ohio State is a top four team in the country. And at the end of the day, that Georgia-Ohio State matchup, you could make the argument, could easily be a national title matchup. So I'm, what, what are your thoughts to that question, J.D.? Yeah, pretty similar thoughts um, to what I would say to those who feel they didn't deserve. Suck it. That's what I would say. No. <laughs> suck, it. suck it. We in. i i think it's a i think it's a valid gripe uh just because of how that last game played out but again it comes down to to record it comes down to what we've put on the field prior to that michigan game Mm -hmm. Um, and it comes down to where we were sitting when USC lost and we were right, we were right on the cusp of getting back in. So um, I think it's a logical choice for number four. And I don't, I don't think there's any doubt Ohio State's a top 
2014. Um, we'll, we'll see when the playoffs come around who's on top, but pretty good chance it's the Buckeyes. I, I think that part of this too, what happened is the committee set a standard. They are willing to put a team in that doesn't win a conference title game. We saw it with Alabama. Alabama was in a very similar situation here. This is what happened for Ohio State. The same situation played out. Funny how Nick Saban just completely flicked his opinion on it when it wasn't um, benefiting his team. But yeah. that's just that's just the way it is. And he also said that Georgia fans think they're going to cakewalk for a national championship. We're, we're going to break down Georgia and Ohio State when it gets close to that game because there's going to be plenty of time for it. But – this is the precedent right here. People think Alabama should be in because it's Bama and because it's the SEC. This is a fact. Alabama is not the Alabama of old. This year was a struggle for them. Yeah, they lost Bryce Young, but even when he played, they still lost. So he didn't have the weapons on the outside. He didn't have a Jamison Williams. He didn't have a John Mechie. He didn't have those guys available to him. It's not the same Alabama. Yeah, they have Will Anderson, who's probably one of the best prospects in the NFL draft could go number one, depending on who has the number one pick. It'll probably be the Texans. So they'll go quarterback. But if they don't, then he would be the number one pick. It's just not the same Bama team. It's not. And I think that's another reason they weren't going to put him in either. You have two losses compared to one loss, Ohio state. If Alabama has one loss, they probably put Alabama in their wires over Ohio state. That's what I think personally. Do you agree with that? Yeah. It's just it's just the unfortunate reality is the SEC is valued a lot higher than the Big Ten. Okay, JD, let's have some fun. So we are going to pick some bowl games. This is going to be fun because I actually haven't had a chance to look at these until now. So Capital One Bowl Mania. They do this every year, and it's always a lot of fun. All the bowl matchups are here. You see how many you can get right. I did this a couple of years ago. I somehow got like 82% correct. I have no idea how I did that. Okay. So, Man, I don't know anything about these teams. Well, that, right. th- th- that's what's fun about it, though. All right. All you right. Have, can, can, can you see that okay? Yeah, I got it. All right, perfect. All right. The Red Hawks of Miami, Ohio, or UAB? I, I'm, I'm leaning UAB from – they just got Trent Dilfer – they want to impress their new head coach. I'm a UAB fan personally because I like the fact that their program dissolved. They had some issues. They brought it back a couple of years ago, and now they're back in bowl games contending. Who do you want to pick for this one? I'm leaning Red Hawks, baby. Leaning the Mac? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Only 14% are picking them. Let's go for it. All right. The next one. This is wow. This is actually I, a ranked matchup. So didn't you UTSA have a really close game with a really good team this year? They let me look at their schedule real quick. UTSA schedule. I think they did, but I'm not sure against who. Let me look this up. I'll pull one it up their, real quick. One of their really one of their two losses might have been against somebody pretty decent. Uh let's see. So they lost to 
I can't remember. They lost to Texas. Was it close? No. All right, let's go UTSA. <laughs> That's who I was going to go with, too. Dude, they've been killing it the last couple of years. I can't believe this is a ranked matchup, actually. Uh, yeah, two, that's kind of crazy. Two mid-majors that are in the top 25. I love it. Okay. Cincinnati, Louisville. I think since I think Cincinnati because they just stole Louisville's head coach. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Since Cincinnati. all right, go on Cincinnati here. I mean Jackson, Jackson State's yeah, Jackson State's loaded. That's a no-brainer. Deion's but they are playing without Sanders. Wait, he left? Isn't he entering the portal? He hasn't entered yet. I mean, he's. it sounds like he's going to be the quarterback for Colorado, but he has not entered it, so therefore he's eligible to play. So you think he's going to play that last game? And then I mean, Dion's coaching in that game, so I think he is. Dion's coaching in the Jackson State game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're good. Pick him. Yeah, he's, he's heading to Colorado. Like, he gave his – press conference he met the team and everything he's not going to colorado officially until after that celebration bowl okay Okay. oregon state and florida go beavers yeah i'm going beavers anthony richardson just declared for the draft too yeah so washington state and fresno state see this one's i'm leaning towards washington state i am too i'm i love cam ward dude can really sling the football. I don't know if he's going to necessarily be anything in the pros. I just I don't, but I like them better than Fresno. I like Washington State there too. Okay. I don't know what's going on in this game, but everybody's picking Southern Miss, so that's who I'm going to pick. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. <laughs> All right. SMU or BYU. So you oh, can choose no. the Mustangs or you can choose the Mormons. Oh, oh. Let's go SMU. Let's bring back that southern, southern love it. power. Let's go. I, I feel like you have to pick Boise State here. The reason I want to pick North Texas is I just love their uniform combinations that they have. Um, um, yeah, I'm gonna pick Boise. All right. Record, I'm really enjoying this. I know it's tempting to pick Marshall for this one, but UConn hasn't made a bowl game in like over 10 years. And Jim Mora turned them into a six-win team his first year there. Hmm. Let's let's go with uh, with UConn. Let's do it. Go Huskies. I think everybody's picking Marshall because of the win against Notre Dame. So Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, fair. This one's, go, this one's an Mac. absolute toss-up. Go Eastern Mac. Michigan. Yeah. Mac Power, baby. Go, just just go with all MAC teams. Liberty just lost their head coach. So. Let's go Toledo. Toledo, I like Toledo, dude. We we they played against the their their QB can ball. They're yeah, they won the MAC too. So they did over OU. All right. Now I will say in that game though, OU's quarterback um, Ruark got hurt, and when you lose your quarterback, who actually was the conference player of the year, kind of means a lot. Is okay. it Rourke or Rourke? Rourke? Maybe it's Rourke. I don't I know. I know his brother's played in the Canadian League and dominating. Yeah. Is, and, is that, yeah. and he actually is uh, working out for three NFL teams. Nice. So that's sweet. Okay. Western Kentucky or South Alabama? See, I'll even... 
Uh, I've been to South Alabama's campus. We're picking them. Okay. I like don't that know anything about it. I went there for the senior bowl. I see that Baylor is six and six, and I get that they're a power five. That triple option is pretty difficult to defend, though. Where are you leaning for this one? I'm kind of leaning Air Force, but that's just me. That's gonna be a good game, I think. I think it will too. Uh, let's go. Let's go Air Force. Okay, let's do it. Let's go Air Force there. It's the, it's the Armed Forces Bowl too. They got to represent. Exactly. Exactly. Independence Bowl. The Raging Cajuns or the yeah. Houston Cougars. So they were good for a couple years, and they, it looks like they kind of fell off. I think they lost a decent amount of people. Um, let's go Houston. Houston. Okay. Wake Forest in Missouri. I uh, I got Sam Hartman in this one. Yeah, better quarterback. Uh, I'm taking Wake Forest for sure. Um, let's go. Let's go. Uh, San Diego State on this matchup. Go Aztecs. Yeah, we're going with the Mac again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Zach said, "Pick Georgia Southern over Buffalo." Yeah, Georgia Southern. Yeah, his his uh, girlfriend went to Georgia Southern. Man, we're you like all right, Zach. We're we're gonna pick Georgia Southern for you. Let's go over the Mac, dude. They actually, you you. I don't know if you knew this or not. I actually didn't until I saw something on it recently. Clay Harbor, I think that's his name. Maybe I, maybe I said it wrong. Is the new was the new coach at Georgia Southern? He was the coach who got fired from USC. Oh, Clay Helton. My bad. That's who it is. Clay Helton. All right. Okay. Go Eagles. All right. Go Eagles. You know what's funny enough? Before we move on to the next one, I actually did um, revamp NCAA football revamp on the PS3. I started a dynasty with Georgia Southern. I made them into a complete powerhouse, getting five star recruits, built them up. And then I was there for five years, won two titles, and then went to Florida State. So I don't know if their campus can support that, but all right. (laughs) 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 Memphis and Utah State. Uh, I'm going to go Utah State on that one. All right. Don't know why, but I'm feeling it. I want to lean Coastal Carolina here. One, they're losing their coach, though, to Liberty. And two, I don't know if um, if their QB is going to be available in this one. Uh, Grayson McCall. I really uh, like their uniforms, though. Let's – yeah, let's go Coastal. That's actually going to be a really good game, too. I find it crazy that their coach, who's a really good, like, young coach – um, his first name is Jeremy. I know that I can't think of the last name. He's moving to Liberty from Coastal Carolina. That's right. It's an interesting one. They're paying him a lot, though, like five million a year or something. Ooh, okay. Well, yeah. money talks. Yeah, money he talks. Got, he got a big contract. It might not be quite that much, but yeah, they're paying him. I remember seeing it and being like, "Man, Liberty kind of wins some football games." They probably got a ton of money though when uh, Auburn came in for uh, Hugh Freeze, so that's probably mm-hmm. where they're just reinvesting that money in a younger coach. Okay, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Well, Wisconsin's quarterback is transferring, so they didn't have a quarterback to begin with. Huh? True. Let's go, let's go Cowboys. All right, Duke and UCF. Duke is eight and four. What? <laughs> 
That's uh, UCF, they lost their last game, right? They did the Tulane. Um, they were ranked for most of the season. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's go UCF. Let's go. Okay, Kansas, Kansas and Arkansas. That's a, that's a good matchup. That's a really I'll, good matchup. I want to go Kansas for this one. I like Jalen Daniels. I like the fact Kansas is back in a bowl game. Arkansas really underachieved. When they were ranked this Especially year, so the Senate quarterback, man, two good quarterbacks in this game too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jayhawks. All right, Rock Chalk and Jayhawk, North Carolina and Oregon. Ooh, ooh, this All is right. another good one. Bo Nix versus Drake May. Let's let's go, let's go Tar Heels. I think I think Oregon's a little overrated, and I like Drake May. I wish he had more talent around him. Supposedly, I saw a rumor. I don't know if this is true. Alabama's trying to convince, trying to get Drake May. That would be nuts. That would be freaking insane. See. I think, uh, I think Mac Brown gets it done. I do too. Texas Tech, Ole Miss. Kiffin's I like Lincoln Riley. I, not Lincoln. I like Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Kiffin's coming back. Yeah. Let's. Syracuse and Minnesota. Give me the Big Ten. Yeah, Minnesota's tough. So is Syracuse. Syracuse is tough, too. They fell off, though, man. Remember they when did. they started off this year? Yeah, they started out hot. Like two years in a row. Yeah, and then they just bottomed out. Okay. Florida State is on the rise. Dude, I'm telling you, if Florida State had a bad year and they fired their coach, Dion would have been the coach at Florida oh, no, State. Dude. Well, what, wasn't that the rumor a couple of years ago when they were looking for a head coach? It was like maybe Deion Sanders will will come. And yeah, him. and I think at that time they he didn't have enough experience to where they wanted to go with him. But I think they definitely if if this year they bottomed out, they would have gone with him. I Absolutely. think he's doing it the right way though. He started out, you know, the small HBCU, turned mm-hmm. him into a powerhouse, got him the most like five star, four star recruits in history from H- HBCU. And then everybody, all the – I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of, like, teams reaching out to hire him, but he's slowly working his way up to one of those – like, if he does well at Colorado, like – Dude, he had three job offers. He had three job offers from, like, not power. I mean, but, but Cincinnati, USF – I thought he was going to go USF, honestly, um, in Colorado. I mean, that's – they're but those, still... those, are, those are like historic – like Florida State's are historically good at football. So True. it's – I think that's – I think ultimately he'll end up there at some point. You think so? You think he ends up back? Long as he keeps succeeding, yes. As long as he succeeds, man. Or you get – what is it? You either get – You either get terminated or you get upgraded. Or you get upgraded. Yeah, he's just – his Dude. speeches are so funny. Yeah. I wish he was my coach. I'll tell you All that. Right, All right. State. Yeah, Oklahoma, <laughs> six and six. Yikes. Texas and ooh, Texas and Washington. Mm, I'm gonna go Washington Huskies, dude. Yeah, That's Penix a- is coming back. He announced. I, I don't think uh, Bijan Robinson is even gonna end up playing in this game. Nor should he. I, I like Washington. I think they they're tough. And Quinn Ewers last game is a Texas Longhorn. So ooh. let's go Maryland. Yeah, I'm going Maryland. NC State's quarterback just entered the transfer portal. UCLA. Yeah, that's an easy one. And uh, Pittsburgh's quarterback just entered the transfer portal. 
Ooh, man. Do we got some good Ooh. bowl matchups? Okay. I haven't even looked at the bowl matchups yet. I turned it Ooh. off after the after the oh. playoffs. Well, the Browns were on too, so. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, Notre Dame, South Carolina. Dude, I'm tempted to go South Carolina because they're on a hot streak. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think Spencer Rattler is playing better than everyone thought he was. And Notre Dame's quarterback just entered the transfer portal too. Well, their starter? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy, man. I, I think I think they're going to go after um, Ugalele. Oh, that would be interesting. He left, by the way, too. He's in the portal. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that matchup in a minute, though. OU? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going, I think Clemson for this one. Tennessee doesn't have Hendon Hooker. This cube, cubic, that number, freshman can. Number ball. two or whatever. Yeah. And by the way, Dabo Sweeney, I, I don't, I, I do think he's a good coach, but he made such a, if he switches to cubic, after he saw Ugalele struggle earlier in the year before they lost games, Clemson's probably in a playoff spot right now. That's how much better this kid is. Like this kid, well, and play. it would be like multiple times I was watching him play, and it was like Ugalele would start struggling, and then they put Cubic in, and then they take him out after a drive, and then they put Ugalele back. And I'm like, why are they like? It's stupid. Just bench, just bench him. He's yeah. playing bad. He's not good. I did see. Ugalele, one of the places he might go because they don't lead a quarterback next year is Oregon. Oregon mm-hmm. did revive in a way. Bo, Bo Nix gave him a chance to have an NFL career. That could be interesting. Bo Nix is small, though. I don't know if he's going to make that. I mean, I didn't think Trace McSorley, McSorley would be an NFL quarterback. He's a he's a backup. He's been a backup for a while, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think if he can, Bo Nix can. And I'm not Bo Nix. What about Baker okay. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Al- Ooh, man. Alabama and Kansas State. Alabama. I want to pick Kansas State. Wait, so do you think Bryce Young's playing in this game? I wish I knew the – man, I don't know. I don't think he's going to. I, I don't know why he would. Just like I don't think C.J. Stroud would have played if we weren't in the playoff. I still think Bama wins. Their backup's pretty mobile. Oh, their backup's fast, isn't he? Yeah, he dude, he's that yeah. quarterback that can run. He's not a great thrower, yeah. but he can run. Dude, yeah, real quick though. Play. I don't know. I'm not gonna have Jameer Gibbs. Willie Anderson's probably gonna opt out too. I, we'll pick Bama. It wouldn't yeah. shock me I though think- if Kansas State won this game. If you don't pick Kentucky right here, you are messed up. Who's their quarterback gonna be? I don't know, but it better than their offense is going to play better than Iowa's. True, Iowa's got the better. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know though. They only put up what six points against Georgia. Yeah, they didn't put up much. Will Levis declared for the draft. All right, let's go. Let's go Iowa. All right, there we go. Let's pick against the pick against the spread. <laughs> TCD. Uh, Michigan. Um, Ohio State. Let's do it. We much. will end up like actually picking the games too on the show, but it makes you submit all these. Ooh, Illinois and Mississippi State. 
Let's go. I'm gonna go Illinois. I every every time there's a Big Ten SEC matchup, it always seems to go in the Big Ten's favor. So this is Tulane ended up getting USC. They're gonna get smacked, dude. They're I gonna will say, smacked. curious to see what uniforms uh, Tulane come out with for that game. Yeah, let's go USC. <laughs> yeah. Caleb Williams is playing, probably. Oh, I don't know. He's hurt. Unless that injury is worse than we expect, and I don't think. Jordan Addison's going to play. I still think USC is better, though. Yeah. LSU-Purdue. Purdue. I think that, too. I, I liked what I saw out of Purdue, even though they lost that game to Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I Utah. really want to pick Utah. I don't know. It, that's going to be a good game, too. Jeez. Dude, that day, um, New Year's Eve – that list of games in New Year's Day, the two best college football days. All right. I think Utah. I, I'm leaving Utah, too. I think Utah. I don't trust Sean Clifford. They have a great defense, too. Um, so, in this, it would be Michigan versus Ohio State. I think Ohio State, if we get a chance at a rematch, get it done. All right. If we get it done. That technically, though, for this one, it counts as Ohio State slash Georgia, since there's since we don't have an answer yet. How many points will be scored total in the championship game? In the college football? Yeah, national championship. Um, I say fifty-three. Ooh, seems low. You you don't think both teams get at least thirty? No, I think one team gets thirty. I say fifty-three. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. All right, submitting. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'll do that on my own. What – okay, outside of the playoff games, what matchup to you, because we were able to see the schedule, what matchup to you is the most intriguing? Uh, out of what we just saw, I think the um, – I'm really excited for the Rose Bowl. I think that's going to be a really good matchup, especially considering – Ohio State has beaten Penn State, and Utah is coming off that huge win against USC. So I think it'll kind of give us a an unofficial gauge of where we're standing at the end of the season. Um, That's true. On, I mean, even though we've already we would already played uh, Georgia by that point, but I just think it's an mm-hmm. interesting matchup because Utah and Utah basically returned their entire team from last year, so it's like. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Um, I like these. I like the the Mississippi State Illinois matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, with I don't know. I think Illinois is on the rise, man. They might be really solid next year. So I will say, losing Chase Brown's going to hurt. He's a really good running back. Uh, you can make the argument besides Corman's but- the best in the Big Ten. They're built like uh, Wisconsin was a couple years ago. They like to run, which the ball. makes sense. Which so. makes sense with Brett Bielema being there. <laughs> I am very intrigued. Yeah. I have to admit, I am very intrigued by the Alabama in Kansas State game. Very intrigued with that game. I don't think Kansas State's going to win. I think it's going to be a dogfight, though. I don't think Alabama's going to have Bryce Young. I don't think they're going to have Will Anderson. 
if they if they have these players, I'd actually be shocked. Like I would, I don't know why they would play. And they're not going to have Jameer Gibbs. Three crucial points. That said, I think Alabama just has too much overall talent. Um, one other well, one. The mm-hmm. the, uh, the Tulane USC game, like just the matchup. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why they decided that was a good matchup, but. I think they had to give Tulane some credit from for where their record was and stuff. Tulane but, was given the Cotton Bowl because they were the highest non-power five. Uh, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so they're a mid-major. What uh, what conference are they in? Um, they are in the. Uh, let me see. Let's see real quick. Pretty sure been... they're in. I think they're in the athletic. Um, American? Are they in American? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the American. They're in the American. Yeah, so, I mean, dude, if they knock off UFC, <laughs> it, I think that's, that's like the most fun matchup. I don't think it's going to be a close game at all. It all comes down to Caleb Williams' health. And like I said, I don't think Jordan Addison is playing in that game, who's huge. This bowl so, season start next week? This this coming season. weekend? I'm pretty sure it does. Let me see. I think it does start this weekend. I think these games start this weekend because it's a week after championship week. And then we just have bowl games every week until it starts. So we have the Army Navy game on this Saturday. Week. Yeah. And then the first game is next week. Yeah. It's the Bahama Bowl. <laughs> Dude, that's so. We'll have an entire show where we break down a twelve-team format, but I think a good point was made. A lot of these bowl games kind of are irrelevant for a lot of teams, and when you add twelve teams to the playoff, every game now, like those games, like Cotton Bowl, those will have more significance as opposed to just the two playoff games. Do you know? Yeah. I, I can I can see something happening where it's like, you know how Ohio State tends to have their like cupcake, cup, they're like easier cupcake opponents early on in the season, but like Alabama has cupcakes like in the, the year, the season. and yeah. could you see a scenario where, yeah, and could you could you see a scenario where like teams kind of schedule their cakes to the end of the year as like a recipe for their starters because adding 12 team playoff adds a lot of adds a lot of uh games that normally aren't played and that's like going from a 12 12 game season to a 13 14 15 15 game season Dude, that's a really good so, point that you make. I don't know. That's just a, interesting. No, it's a really good point. It's a really good point that you make. I think that in the future we could see it. It's gonna be a little while, I think, for teams like Ohio State to start doing that because a lot of these schedules are just so far in advance with non conference opponents, like scheduling them out pretty far in advance. I don't know if we'll ever see the level of competition as far as like us playing Austin Perry and think teams like that, but I mean 
it's also tough too, man, because you have to find the opponent that wants to have, like, for instance, trying to schedule a Mac school at the end of the year might not be possible. And that's the type of opponent I think we would play at the end of the year. So in that regard, it might be a little tough, but I get what you're saying too. Like you're now adding games. So like Ohio State, hypothetically, in the 12-team playoff could play two, three games. It's a lot more – you're right, it's a lot more games. I, I think you will try and see teams do that. Again, it's trying to find those opponents. It's easier said than done that a team's like, hey, wants to take a non-conference game at the end of the year. So we'll see what happens there with that. I think it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. I'm intrigued. Oh, man. Either way, it, it is intriguing for sure. As we wrap things up, J.D., um, like I said, there's been a lot of news today. We, actually, we have more news. Ohio State's offensive coordinator, Kevin Wilson, is going to be announced as the next head coach of Tulsa on a five-year contract. That. What are your thoughts on that one? I saw that rumor today, uh, so they must have just made it official. Uh, that's interesting. He's not really – he's an offensive coordinator, but he's not a play caller. So, um, was he – the offensive coordinator under Urban was Ryan Day, right? Correct. And then Tom Herman. And Tom Herman um, before he left for Houston. Texas. Oh, yeah, Houston, then Texas, yep. Um, which is ironic because he coached better at Houston than he did at Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He had a better team at Houston, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it changes a whole lot. I imagine he's going to play – or he's going to coach this offseason um, for Ohio State uh, for the bowl season, at least. And then – or is he gone? gone? I, I think he's going to end up coaching for Ohio State. It yeah. seems that teams that are in the playoff, their coaches normally stay. So I, I assume he's staying. I think it's a scenario, and again, I don't compare NFL and college because I don't like to do that when it comes to certain things, but it's a similar situation to the Browns. Kevin Stefanski's the play caller. Alex Van Pelt's considered the offensive coordinator. Right, So exactly. Um, I don't think scenario. it changes offense of scheme or anything that different. I will say – We're gonna to need to change some things offensively before before we play Georgia. But yeah, my, it's not Just, my job. Not mine either. I'm glad it's not my job. I wouldn't want that job. I'm just watching. I think that also now I'm really curious to see who they moved to offensive coordinator. <laughs> Brian Hartline. I was gonna suggest it, too, especially it with all this heat. Especially with all this heat about him taking interviews elsewhere, which I guess ended up being false, right? Or did he? I want to talk about that real, real quick. We we got about a little less than ten minutes here. Um, the Brian Hartline news. So for those of you guys who didn't aren't aware, it was we shared on our account. Buckeye Scoop reported that Brian Hartline was scheduled to interview with the Cincinnati Bearcats for their head coaching job. A lot of people questioned that source. It was then confirmed by 11 Warriors and a bunch of other sources that he was scheduled to do so as early as Thursday morning. Brian Hartline tweeted that afternoon that he didn't plan on going anywhere and 
was going to say to Ohio State. JD, this is what I think personally. I have a feeling he interviewed for the job. I really do. I, I think he interviewed for that job, and then they didn't offer it to him that day. And so he wasn't just going to wait around. And he's like, I'm just going to stay at Ohio State. That's what I think personally. Or Ryan Day told him that they might have known about this Kevin Wilson situation. I bet. I and bet. said, we're going to promote you to offensive coordinator, and so you should stay. What do you what do you think happened with all this? Because I firmly believe that he interviewed for this job. I, I really do. And I think there was a good chance he actually could have taken if he left for Ohio State, this makes a ton of sense because he's still in Ohio. Cincinnati is an up and coming program, thanks to Luke Fickle, who really established a great culture there. And Brian Hartline can really recruit. I mean, it was kind of a match made in heaven for him as far as if there was a team you were gonna go become a head coach. That made the most sense. What do you think ended up happening there? You, you know, it might be it's it's hard to say what honestly went down, but I think there's there's definitely even like in in my world when it comes to like currently I'm looking for a job uh, in the next year and and taking an interview might not be necessarily you like knowing that you're going to get this job, but it's more like a learning experience to see how you can improve um, in the future, whether you want to eventually become a head coach, like in, in Brian Harline's perspective, like if he wants to become a head coach in the future, taking an interview to become a head coach might be just a learning experience. Things that they're asking him or things that they're looking at in a head coach uh, for their program. And, uh, he probably had no intention of leaving Ohio State, but taking the interview was like a just a experience or a, a like a, a teaching moment that he could he could take and he could you know start implementing certain things into his wide receiver room slash offensive room when he becomes offensive coordinator at Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, and just and it might it might just be you know just kind of like window shopping. Yeah, I, I think overall, it, it's always good to get that experience, even if he, like you said, didn't intend on leaving. And staying here long enough, he might become a head coach at some point. I'm just you, saying. You never know. You never know. And Ryan Day has been rumored in the past to go to the NFL. Um, you've already seen it with Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman uh, promoting from within. If Brian Hartline is really, you know, proven himself as an offensive coordinator, which mm-hmm. we're, we're definitely talking in like hypotheticals right now, but if he becomes yeah. the offensive coordinator, um, Ryan Day succeeds or uh, hands off uh, his play calling duties and Hartline's just calling plays like a former NFL wide receiver that knows what he's doing and, and has really proven um, himself playing, you know, making play calls, and then Ryan Day decides he wants to go to NFL. You know, he could slide right in there as our head coach. So, Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's good. Obviously, it's very thankful we get to keep Coach Hartline. It's, he's Best one recruiter of the, in the country. Best recruiter in the country. I would agree. Absolutely. Ryan Day's he's, up there, too. I mean, yeah. Ohio State recruiting-wise has guys that just can get any. Now, Ohio, being Ohio State, you have that – 
brand too out there that helps. But Larry Johnson on the D line, Brian Hartline in the wide receiver room. Like those are rooms that are constantly stacked. So yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it, man. Um, so as we're wrapping things up, um, I just want to give people a little idea on what's to come in the future. Obviously, Ohio State is done for the regular season, playing the college football playoff about three weeks from now. The week of is when we will do the breakdown of Ohio State and Georgia, Michigan and TCU. We're going to cover the playoff matchups. Now, I'm not sure what's playing for next episode, but at some point we're going to dive deep into the transfer portal. There's a lot to talk about regarding the transfer portal. There's a lot of talent there regarding the transfer portal. We're going to go also around college football and talk about the latest hires, coaching hires, because there's a lot That's of coaches that are changing, Yeah, including in the Big Ten. There's a lot to talk about there, so we're going to do that for you guys. Um. We're also going to talk about players that are going to be leaving Ohio State. Again, transfer portal, NFL draft, graduating, because that is something at some point we're going to have to talk about. We'll talk about who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, Ryan Day's future. There's a lot still to be discussed. Thank you for tuning into this episode, um, Scarlet Gray Podcast, episode 16. Again, guys, if you're not yet subscribed to the channel, be sure to do so. It's free. And also, once we get to 1,000 subscribers, you are entered in for a jersey giveaway of your choice. J.D., before we get out of here, we do have to just take one second. We have to hear from our amazing partners with Homage. What's up, guys? We've been talking about Homage for a really long time, but I can't get across how comfortable the products are. Like This is literally the softest hoodie that you'll ever have, and it's not just about, you know, comfort when it comes to the style it's it's effective as well it keeps you warm i mean look this thing is not it's all vintage looking but it's looked like this i've owned this thing for five years so you got ohio state you got the browns you got the Cavs, you got the guardians they've got everything to have you covered all year long for all your cleveland sports i know the victory monday thing's a little uh brutal this year but but you know we got all kinds of awesome designs. You got to check them out. We'll put a link. There's always links in all of our episodes in the descriptions and sometimes in the comments as well. They're the best on the market, man. You need you. you I don't even know what to say anymore. But go over there, check out Homage today. Go Cavs. Tomorrow night, the Yard Dogs podcast will be live at seven o'clock, followed by the Barking Brown Show to celebrate victory. Tuesday for the Browns bouncing back against the Houston Texans. We love to see it. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. It will be uploaded by Wednesday morning. You can always rewatch the YouTube video as soon as we're done going live. We'll talk to you all next week. Go Buckeyes.